We are ready for liftoff. This is Zeph and Moses Blacksburg. Thank you so much for joining me in part three of this series of the Year of Purpose podcast that I am calling One Year Later. So essentially, we're about one year into my year of purpose. It actually started for me back in August and September of last year. So I wanted to share with you a lot about my journey. This particular episode is brought to you by my brand new book, Life Rescripted. If you want to get a free digital copy when it launches, head on over to liferescriptedbook.com and I will make sure to send you a copy there. Uh, So thank you so much again for joining me here. And this episode is all about what my experience was like when I took an entire month off from my life, from my business, from my friends, from my family, and decided to travel the country. And I can't necessarily say that I took it off from my friends because I got to meet so many people along the way that I now call friends. But this journey started in November of 2014, and at the beginning of the month, I knew that I was going to be going to California. You know, ultimately, I wanted to buy a one-way plane ticket that was going to take me from Baltimore, Maryland, my hometown, to San Francisco. And that trip, after more travel hacking and a couple of friends requesting that they see me, uh, actually turned into me flying from Baltimore, and the first stop was Denver, Colorado. I'd never been in Denver, and I was actually pretty excited to be there because I was going to be seeing a lot of one of my very good friends that I made from my time with the Higher Purpose Project trip uh, that you probably heard of back in part one of the One Year Later series. And so I was super stoked to be there. And on top of that, another mutual friend of ours was actually going to be in town because she is the lead violinist for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So more on that in just a moment. Uh, Ultimately, I decided to fly into Denver, Colorado and got an Airbnb, Uh, and it was interesting to be in a place that I had never really been before to uh, learn the public transportation system because, you know, I know Baltimore and D.C. from living here my whole life, but I don't think I had ever actually gone to another state and used public transportation, as odd as that sounds. Like, this is my first time ever taking buses and trains and things in in a different state and not knowing uh, where the stops were and where I was. So that was a fun experience and uh, very fortunate that my friend there that I was spending a lot of time with uh, allowed me to borrow her car uh, for two of those days because uh, I just, it's so much easier to follow the directions from Siri. Uh, But what an experience, man. I mean, we went to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert, and I had never been there before. And our friend is the lead violinist, and she actually gave us backstage passes afterwards so we could go visit with her, uh, got to meet, you know, the band and the crew, and just super cool all-around experience. Uh, Just amazing performance. So many talented and musically inclined people there. Just so cool. And One of the things that struck me first when I got to Denver was how freezing cold it was numbers-wise, despite the fact that it really wasn't that cold. So in, you know, weather terminology, it was 17 degrees. Uh, And being from Baltimore, you would think that 17 degrees is, oh my God, I'm going to go outside and my tongue is going to freeze if I open my mouth. Uh, when really in Denver, it's it's very dry. And so 17 degrees there was almost like 40 degrees back home. So for me, it was actually still very bearable and not, not too bad at all. Uh, the second thing I noticed about Denver was if uh, you're not used to being in the higher altitude, uh, you will definitely have trouble performing any sort of fitness activities. So at one point, we had gone off to hike uh, up a small little mountain there and uh, near Boulder. And 
man, it was terrible. I, I had tennis shoes on. I had, you know, regular, I guess, hiking clothes on and was all gung-ho about doing this. And halfway up, I really can't breathe. I mean, I am out of breath. And I mean, I knew I had I had been in pretty good shape at that point in time. So there was no reason why I should feel like I'm on my deathbed. But uh, it was uh, it was the altitude, you know, you're in Mile High City. And uh, so that was just a, a unique experience all around. Uh, and I was super grateful that at one point I got the chance to see my big brother from the fraternity I was in in college. We were both in AEPI. And after college, he had moved to Colorado for uh, graduate school and was still working there. And uh, it was just a really fun time to to spend some time with him catching up, uh, went to a local restaurant and, you know, they were, they also had a local brewery there and it was so cool to just try out the food and the drinks and just to be in this, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, I can't even call it a hippie culture, but it's definitely very different from uh, living here in Baltimore, Maryland on the East Coast. Uh, very easygoing and awesome culture. Lots of outdoorsy people, uh, hiking, skiing, biking, running. I mean, they're so physically fit over there. I was a little bit jealous, and I'm sure because they train in the elevation, they're like amazing athletes when they come down to the East Coast over here. Uh, and so I just had an awesome time in Denver, uh, worked my way over to San Francisco, uh, got to tour Facebook headquarters, actually saw Mark Zuckerberg's office, rented a car and drove up and down Highway 1, wound up going over the, the Golden Gate Bridge and into Sausalito for a night, had dinner right on the water at this amazing place uh, called Barbachi. I definitely recommend it to anyone tuning in from Sausalito or anywhere in that area, or if you're going out that direction, definitely Barbachi right on the water. Super cool. They have these bocce ball courts uh, totally recommend it to anyone who likes travel and, uh, got to see Alcatraz. We, we went and did the whole Alcatraz walking audio tour and we left from, from San Francisco after about a week, we spent it in an Airbnb. And, uh, I say we, because my friend from Denver actually came along for the adventure, uh, which made it even more exciting and fun. Uh, and, you know, got to see the painted ladies, went to Chinatown, Fisherman's Wharf, Pier 39, all the amazing sites that you know you needed to see while you were there, uh, we got to see. So very, very grateful for that experience. And so I, we spent a week there in an Airbnb. Uh, had some quite sketchy experiences because uh, drunk homeless people kind of wander the streets at night. Uh, there were a couple gates you had to go through to get into our building, but felt pretty safe once we were there. Uh, some other travelers were there as well. Pretty cool. Uh, shout out to Gus because he was the man. He he was staying in our Airbnb as well. There were a couple bedrooms. It was upstairs above a house. And uh, he drove us to get our rental car the day that we needed it to drive Highway 1. So awesome guy. I never saw him again, but super cool dude. Had a sketchy van with, uh, with like this bear rug in the back of it. He said sometimes he just sleeps in the van. And uh, so he seemed like a wanderer too, but very cool guy. And uh, so left... Uh, San Francisco and uh, got to head on over to I stopped in Los Angeles for a little bit my friend went back home and ultimately made my way from Los Angeles to Dallas uh, stayed with my entrepreneurial Jewish mother from another son <laughs> they always say uh, brother from another mother so I don't know how you would change that one around to work for for mother but uh, she's essentially another mother of mine uh, very entrepreneurial and has taken good care of me many times uh, super grateful to her. Shout out to Judy. Thank you so much for housing me. 
and uh, and giving me a place to to eat and a, a comfy bed for a few nights there. And uh, the best part about that was I got to spend Thanksgiving with her family. And I had never been away for Thanksgiving before. I'd always spent it with my family. So this is the first time in 25 years that I'm spending Thanksgiving with a family. uh, And it was just very cool to see how they do it. And I thought, you know, what better than to give them a gift of, you know, helping them cook while they're making their Thanksgiving day uh, or while they do a lunch and a dinner. It was great. We got to eat the leftovers for dinner again. Um, So I actually, I've never really gone on Pinterest before, and I went on Pinterest and found a rice crispy shaped into a a turkey mold, and someone had dug out a hole where there would usually be a hole where you might put stuffing or mashed potatoes inside of it, or some people put a beer can, Uh, and we we made this rice crispy turkey, and I stuffed it with M&Ms, and it was absolutely amazing. Highly recommend that to anyone too. Uh, when Thanksgiving rolls around, definitely do that one. Uh, and it was just, it was so great to to be with another family, to see how happy they all were, and to see what they were thankful and grateful for, and to share in my journey with them. And I, uh, I was very fortunate to get a tour of the Dallas Cowboys football stadium, and it was the the day before Thanksgiving, uh, right before. As they were setting up this halftime show, I think Pitbull and a couple other musical artists were going to be there. So it's very interesting to see how they lay out the stage on the field and and prep with all the TV screens and everything. So that was neat. And uh, got to see Texas, uh, I believe the Rangers uh, baseball stadium. So that was cool too. Got to tour the batting cages that they have underground and they have these big lights in there to imitate what it feels like to be under the lights of the ballpark during a game uh, so that the ball player's eyes don't have to adjust between batting practice and going out onto the field. So that was interesting to learn about that. And uh, ultimately, day after Thanksgiving, I uh, made my way back home to Baltimore. You know, it was time for the journey to end. Now, here's what I learned. You know, this was not just for me to tell you my story of, of the things that I did just to brag or anything like that. Um, as that trip came to a close, I had been on the road for a whole month. And one of my biggest fears was that I was going to come home and find a, that my roommates had messed up my room or rented it out to some homeless guy off the street. But more importantly, I thought I was going to find that my business was gone, that my friends didn't want to talk to me anymore, that my money was gone because I had spent it all frivolously. And you know what the craziest part is about that whole entire trip? Because of that travel hacking that I did, I actually only spent about, I think, $1,000 the entire time. And not only that, because I took my iPhone and my MacBook with me, uh, I was able to answer emails and do a little bit of work from the road, but I booked $6,000 in work for December in November. So I wasn't even home. So to get home and discover that I had booked $6,000 worth of work while on the road, while having the time of my life, really, uh, it just carved away that fear of money and not having any. It it really got rid of the fear of my clients and, and losing my business. And it was so cool to come home and to find that. So I got home and you know, I told you guys at the beginning, I traveled for December 2. So in the next installment, uh, in part four of the One Year Later series, I'm going to share with you what I did next and how I managed to get all the work done 
and actually get off on the road onto a 3,000 mile road trip with my cousin uh, all around the country. So this is part three of the One Year Later series. Thank you so much for joining me. Just a quick reminder, this episode was brought to you by the Life Rescripted book. This is my very first book I've ever written. I would love to give you a free copy of it. All you have to do is head on over to liferescriptedbook.com. And uh, once you put in your email address there, we will make sure that as soon as it launches, you get a free copy. Uh, This is Zephyr Moses Blacksburg. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, like, give us a little five-star rating. But only if you like us, Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash year of purpose. Thank you so much for following along, and I will see you in the next part.